0: This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Pauline O'Brien. And it's time now to learn about a new Supreme Court doctrine known as the Major Questions Doctrine, which could become even more important in the coming years. Let's call on former State Attorney General Rob McKenna, a conversation sponsored by Badrona Financial Services. The Major Questions Doctrine sounds really general and almost made up, but explain to us what it is. <laughs>
1: Well, first, it's helpful to explain why it is. It really goes to the heart of the question of how much power federal regulatory agencies like the EPA have or the Department of Education has to issue regulations under the statutes that create them and empower them. So in the EPA case, they got a lot of publicity uh, uh, not long ago that you and I talked about. The EPA attempted to put in new restrictions on coal-fired electricity generation that opponents said would basically shut down coal plants around the country. And it was challenged in court by the West Virginia attorney general and and a group of other attorney generals. And the court held that this is a major question of implementing regulations that could shut down large swaths of our country's electrical generation capacity. And they said Congress would not have intended to delegate this kind of decision-making authority to the EPA. It's a, it's a major question. And they struck down that Clean Power Plan regulation as exceeding the EPA's statutory authority. So now it's in the news again because of the Biden administration's plan to cancel more than $400 billion in student loans. Mm -hmm. Is that really within the Biden administration's power under the HEROES Act, which was enacted shortly after 9-11? Or is it a major question that was so important that Congress would not have left it to a federal agency to decide?
0: I see. So the Supreme Court is saying if an agency is going to assume the power to do something major, like forgive student debt or shut down a bunch of coal-fired power plants, there needs to be some indication in the record that Congress meant it to go that far.
1: Right. As uh, the New York Times article pointed out recently, the idea behind the doctrine is that Congress must speak particularly clearly when it authorizes the executive branch to take on matters of political or economic significance. For our purposes today, why does it matter to the average American? It's because the the hallmark of the modern age is the rise of very powerful, very large administrative states. In fact, there was no such topic as administrative law in law school until – like the late 1950s, because it wasn't until FDR's administration that we started to see the U.S. government become so large and so involved in the economy and and the social life of our country.
0: But it's clearly the Supreme Court that takes it upon itself to decide what's the major question. So now instead of government by uh, colossal agencies, we have government
1: by nine Supreme Court justices who can define (laughs) a major question to be anything they want. And not to mention all those courts of appeal, all right, all the federal courts of appeal out there and the district court judges as well. But I think the the, the response that uh, advocates of this doctrine would have, maybe even a Supreme Court justice who supports it would have is that, look, all we're saying is we're judging uh, whether uh, an issue is so important, a matter of such significance that we don't believe Congress would have just left it to – a, a regulatory agency to decide it. I mean, agencies make thousands, tens of thousands of rulemakings uh, every year across the country. Modern government relies on professional effective bureaucracies to figure out the rules that implement the statute. So that's always going to be the case. But what we're seeing here is real pushback against regulatory agencies making really big decisions, which at least some people think are, you know, beyond the authority given them by their authorizing body like Congress.
0: I have to ask you one more question, not just in your capacity as a former attorney general, but also as a Republican. After uh, seeing reports of uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, evaluation of January 6th, was it in fact Woodstock on the Potomac, a sort of summer of love, or was it an insurrection?
1: I think it's a huge whitewash uh, and completely absurd. If if, uh, Speaker McCarthy was going to release that footage, you should have released it to everybody, to every journalist, not just to Tucker Carlson, because we got exactly what you would expect, which is a highly curated version of the events that unfolded on January 6th.
0: Yeah. Well, I just wanted to check with somebody who is, you know, more closely attuned to Republican politics than I am.
1: It was a big (laughs) eye roll for me. And I'm sure for a lot of Republicans, uh, because not not all of us think Tucker Carlson is uh, all that special or trustworthy. I hear your dog has an opinion on that. (laughs) <laughs> I said Tucker Carlson. She growled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but pe- pe- People should know that Ella frequently chimes in in our conversations, but most of the time we edit it out. But I'm going to leave that one in, Rob. <laughs> she likes that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she does. <laughs> former State Attorney, former state <laughs> attorney General oh, Rob McKenna point. with a walk-on appearance by Ella. Thanks, Rob. You bet. Take care today.